Hey y'all, what's up? You are now tuned in to The Unknown Journey. 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 The Unknown Journey with Jazz, an emerging and relatable podcast for young adults navigating their way through life. Join me on this journey as we talk about relationships, money, self-development, life experiences, and everything in between. There will be guests, giveaways, and experiences you don't want to miss. Make sure you tune in every Saturday and connect with us on Instagram at The Unknown Journey with Jazz. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Unknown Journey with Jazz. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today I am joined by none the other, the Adler Charles. Woo! Adler, say what's up? How are you? How are everyone doing? (laughs) So Adler is here today and we are going to be talking about him being a fashion designer, his brand, his journey, and what all that entails. But before we get started, Adler, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, what you do now, and like just, you know, a little intro. Well, my name is Adler Charles, also known by Stitch by Stitch. Um, I'm from West Orange, New Jersey, born and raised. I'm a designer slash creative slash 3D designer. Um, okay. And, I mean, and, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I've been designing since, I want to say, 2016. My brand first started in October of 2016. Mm. And yeah, been going at it ever since. And, you know, during the process of them, I've dabbled into small things like video animation and like you know of course duty designing leather work but as of right now you know finally touching up on the women's wear and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's about it sounds good all right so for my guest um well Adler and I know each other through work so we work together but I like to give my guests a little game in the beginning. So the first question I have for you is if you were on a stranded island, what are three things that you would bring? Honest. Ooh, that's it. I never got asked that before. The stranded island. (laughs) I need shea butter. Definitely shea butter. Shea butter? (laughs) Yeah, I love some shea butter. Um, Damn, what else would my other two items be? Definitely, I mean, clearly can't be your phone because where are you going to get the connection from? So, yeah, um, if not shea butter, well, shea butter, definitely lots of water. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What would be the last one? Shea butter, water, and I don't what, what is something that I can't live without? I'm trying to think. Shea butter, and I guess like like a pad like something that I can draw write my notes down write some thoughts down like something to like kind of keep track of like what's going on so yeah I think that was okay that's good I like that so it's kind of like you develop like your journal so if anybody finds it they already know what was going on yeah you can still be creative you can still write you could still you know all that so I feel like that would be good Okay, that's good answers. All right, my next question is, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, I'm obsessed with the movie Jumper because I just think, like, it's so cool that you could just jump from one place to another. So, honestly, I think it would be that, like, the ability to just kind of, like, you know, look at a picture and just blink there. Like, I think that is so cool. (laughs) So, wait, they, like, jump from place to place? Or is it, like, they teleport? 
it's yeah, it's like not like literally jump, but it's, yeah, it's like they teleport. Like he'll have like pictures of all these different places in his room, and like just him looking at it, he can just teleport himself there. And mm. like he would teleport himself to the bank. He would teleport himself from from Aruba all the way to Japan. Like just from looking at a photo, and I'm like, yo, that that right there, I need that. Yeah, that's lit. That's lit. That's a good one. All right. And then my last question is what is your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Taurus baby. Taurus energy in the house. I feel that. All right. So we're going to jump into like the conversation of things. And my first like question is what sparked your interest into fashion? Um, well, I feel like I'm gonna divide this question into two. So I feel like for fashion first, I feel like I definitely have to give that to my sister because she like she's always been into fashion. Like she's you know, she just loves style and clothing like that. So when I was younger, she definitely used to always buy my clothes. Like that was very important to her to make sure that like I looked good. Cause I was always around her. So to her, she kind of looked at it as like, yo, you represent me. Like I can't right. walk looking like this and you looking like that. So she'd always kind of pick my clothes and as I got older, it stuck with me. But it was that's just really all it was was that like clothes is cool but I want to say to the second half of my question is when it came to senior year of high school and like you know everyone's trying to go get ready for the colleges they're about to go to and I'm like yo I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with my life like whatsoever and someone was like yo you love clothes like try that and there we go I just kind of stuck with it I tried it all I tried music I tried video recording, I tried animation, I tried photography, like nothing worked. And they were like, yo, have you tried clothing? I'm like, man, at this point, I might as well try. Right. Okay, that's cool. That's what's up. So it kind of started like from inside the family from your sister and then kind of like just found your own way through it. So did you start like, did she teach you how to make clothes or did you learn that on your own? Oh, definitely learned on my own. Honest? Oh no, yeah, my sister, yeah, she knows how to sew, but I definitely, yeah, I definitely learned on my own. Okay, okay, so she gave you like the foundation, and then you just took it to a whole nother level. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I went too far with it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, who would you say are like some of your inspirations that kind of like helped you navigate your way of like how you want to design your clothes? Um, definitely Virgil Abloh, right off the bat. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace to him, man. Like, that man, especially, like, I kind of loved him more. Like, I started to tune into him more once um, he migrated into Off-White. Pyrex was cool, but I feel like Off-White is when I really started to tune into him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he started doing what Louis V. Like, I feel like he really created that, like, I feel like there's always a boundary. And then I feel like he kind of broke that boundary and kind of migrated the two, both where you can actually have streetwear and high fashion be in like the same room together if that makes sense like I feel yeah. like there's always different genres and style of clothing where like you have pop culture and this culture but I feel like you took both of them and equally combine them and I, mm-hmm. that's what I thought was cool um I'm trying to think if I had to pick another designer uh let me see oh murder bravado definitely murder bravado because i think that's exactly like after i learned how to like sew i think that's when i started testing my limits like seeing 
his style and distressing and like how mm-hmm. he it's like he used heavy distressing heavy embroidery but when it came to the two he kind of showed you that like you not everything needed to be neat like you didn't have to have a perfect fold or a perfect hem or any mm-hmm. of that that's like I don't know that's when I kind of started to realize that okay like not like you know who makes these rules and why do we follow them so that's when right. I tune in so definitely murder bravado and definitely Virgil Abloh okay that's what's up and then so once you started and you started like sewing how did you learn how to do that was it all just YouTube videos did you go to school for it like classes like how did you get into the nitty-gritty of it um honestly let's see well I want to say how I first first started I would buy jeans off like Alibaba or like AliExpress because you know it's like super cheap on there so it cost me like 10 20 so I'd buy like at least like 10 20 pairs for like 100 200 bucks and what I would do is I'd open the seams, buy patches from like thrift stores or eBay, like how, whichever way I could save money, I was doing it. So then I would buy these like little jeans and patches and take everything apart and sew them all together. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I kind of realized that was just like basic like Instagram stuff of like just throwing patches on clothes. So then I started like, you know, cutting hoodies apart, like down the middle, putting mm-hmm. them back together and then from there I was like okay like then it was like you know more thrifting and just really examining like the clothes like you know looking at how the seam was and stuff like that but I want to say when it came down to the nitty-gritty of it like when I really started to construct garments mm-hmm. I don't you know like I said before I'd buy instead of jeans I'd buy like let's say a leather jacket from Alibaba for like $30 I'd fully take it apart like completely mm-hmm. take it apart but save the pattern and then you know I'd have my fabric trace all those patterns and then put the garment right back together but with that new fabric and stuff like that and then from there I started to pick up the sewing techniques that it took to do this or to do that okay and that's what I was going to ask because when I started making clothes I used to just always use the clothes that I have and yeah. I don't know what it was about patterns but like I could just not get into it for some reason I used to just be like no, nah, I just know myself. I'm going to just freehand it. So is that like something that you do? You kind of just, well, you use like something that you already have and then like navigate off that. And yeah, like- honestly, even to, if I'm being quite honest with you, even till today, like I don't really know how to pattern make really like, yeah, I, <laughs> it's too difficult. I'm in the process of learning it now, finally, after mm-hmm. so long. but yeah, like when it came to designing, honestly, Honestly, if I'm being really honest with you, I feel like I'm still in the learning process. Majority of the clothes you've ever seen me make, I had no idea what I was doing when I when I came up with the idea. Like I knew the basic of like, okay, like I'm gonna have to do this here and do this there, mm-hmm. but I had zero knowledge of what I was doing. But I was definitely determined to kind of get it to work. So I would, you know, I would take patterns that like I would buy, alter it, add my mm-hmm. technique here, add a technique there. And then whatever I didn't know, I'd either go on YouTube or honestly, I would just kind of stare at it for a good hour until it <laughs> came to me like, oh, wait, let's try this. Hey, facts. I feel that. I've been in the same boat where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just go for it and see what happens. <laughs> Got to go for it. Like, oh. So do you, um, do you sketch before you start making things or do you literally just go right into it? Oh, now I do. Not, cause, now um, you do. 
Yeah, because I just got an iPad, so it's so much easier. It's like, it's like you could be the worst drawer or illustrator of your life, but with an iPad, it will really make you look like your Picasso, honestly. Like, okay. I, uh, I, I always wanted to be one of those people that, like, you know, could just make these cool sketches and then, like, bring it to life. But drawing just takes too long. Like, I don't know. Like, it just takes too long trying to get it perfect. And I feel like you get lost in trying to perfect the drawing so much that mm. I don't forget that about the actual final garment mm. okay. so, but now that I have the iPad oh yeah I definitely try to draw my garments out before even putting them together but it depends on how intricate like if I feel if I'm if I'm not at least like 70% sure of how the garment is going to come out I'm going to draw it because I need yeah. to I know that like this is going to be how I need it to be Facts. I feel that all right so let's talk about your brand how did it start and like what made you want to go for it? Is it something that you wanted to just do like as a hobby to start making money from? How did it all become? Honestly, I felt like when I was young, I'm not going to lie. I just kept getting in trouble too much. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be broken down to just that. Like I got in trouble too much, but I know when I was younger, like I just was always outside doing BS, but I knew I wanted to. I knew I wanted to start the clothing brand around that time. That's when I had came up with the idea. Well, that's when, you know, my friend introduced to me, like, oh, why don't you try making clothes? Mm-hmm. And then around that time, like, me personally, I kind of knew I wasn't, I wasn't really a product of my environment. Like, I knew, yeah, like, I kept getting in trouble in these things or those things, but that just, that wasn't who I was. Like, I just kept making dumb decisions. But mm-hmm. I feel like because of those dumb decisions, people just tied me to, this stigma or this stereotype and stuff like that so then that's when inmates apparel came to life because it was like you know the the meaning behind my brand is that an inmate is not really someone who's confined to like a constitution or hospital of any sort but really more so that i'd have the opportunity to give inmate its own definition where an inmate is someone who's confined to something such as style or their religion or their race or the neighborhood in which they come from and you know just stuff like that like not feeling like because like they live here and this is how they dress that like they have to dress exactly like that or you know their religion is like they like you were born within this religion but you're really passionate about this but because of your religion it won't allow you to do so and stuff like mm-hmm. that just you know, just finally being given the chance to be free really right okay that's what's up so when you started like what did you envision like how did you what did you see for your brand when you first started did you think it was just gonna be something you did as just to keep you out of trouble or were you thinking like now nah, this is the passion for me and I'm really gonna go for it honestly I'm gonna be honest in the beginning it was just about money like I was like yo like this can make me money like oh my god like because I, I didn't think any of that I was like oh shit like I love making clothes just make clothes like mm-hmm. really think like oh a big a huge career or anything like that. I remember, I remember I, I, the first thing I made was t-shirts and I made so many t-shirts that I bought my first laptop. And then from there I made hoodies. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Cause I didn't expect to sell like that. Like I just kind of wanted to like, you know, make cool shit. So mm-hmm. then, you know, the t-shirt sold really good. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I just bought my first MacBook with this. And then 
you know, from there I started making hoodies and then I started making the jeans. The jeans sold literally the day after releasing them. And I was like, wait, wait, like Damn, that's what's up crazy. for real. Yeah, I was like, wait, this is crazy. And then I was like, okay, like, and then that's kind of when I started to see bigger. Like I was like, okay, like, yo, I think I can be like make a living off of this. And mm-hmm. then yeah, that's and like I for for myself, like once that like that time accumulated, I started to see for myself, like, yo, like I think I could really be like, you know, a big brand, like someone who could actually like work with the greats. Mm-hmm. But also realized that like that wasn't gonna happen anytime soon. I didn't know how to make tech packs, I didn't know how to make patterns, I, I didn't know how to do anything besides just sew a couple straight lines, really. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna just do this as best as I can for as long as I can, really. But you know, with time and progress, I, I definitely know that that goal is way more achievable now. Right. That's gonna be my next question. It's like, do you feel like you have the resources to reach where you want to go or to like succeed? Resources. Um, do I have the resources to get to where I need to be? Um, if you put it into the aspect of like now, like we got social media and stuff like that, we got these TikToks and mm-hmm. Instagram. I would say yes, but not a hundred percent. I definitely feel like I still have more connecting to do. Social yeah. media is cool. Um, it's definitely a great way to you know get a lot of awareness in such a short amount of time. But mm-hmm. I feel like the real world connections is where it's at, where you have a personal connection with someone where you know, whether it's a mentor or friend or just someone who's doing the same thing as you, I feel like that personal connection can can honestly get you farther than just like a social media connection or someone you kind of met online. So right. that's really working towards. I feel like, yeah, I feel like yeah, I need to dabble more into personal connection so that way I can then further myself to then get to where I need to be. So I would say I'm like 50-50 of obtaining the resources I need to get to where I need to be. Yeah, I can definitely understand that because it's like you can go viral, but then it's like somebody going to be viral tomorrow. So it's yeah. like you really need to have like a real genuine connection to be able to sustain where you're trying to go because yeah. you can get canceled real quick knowing today. So, I'm just like, yo, like social media is such a fast moving like, mm-hmm. like you could, yeah, literally you could be here today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so if you could like take us through a day of what it is being a fashion designer for you currently right now. Sheesh, honestly, I wake up like first things first, I wake up at like six or seven a.m. No matter what the day is, mm. I'm like, okay, what's on the list of things to do? Even if there isn't something on the list to do, I find something to put on that list. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I'll do is uh, come down to the studio, probably eat breakfast, probably roll one just to get the creativity, you know, sparked up. Mm-hmm, yep. And then, um, yeah, I'll probably put on a, pod- a podcast or a TV show. And then I want to say by like nine, 10, I'm sewing, getting everything together. Um, if need be, I'll probably hit the fabric store. I try to like push it back to like 12. I try to get majority of real work done in the morning because I feel like majority of my energy is in the morning most mm-hmm. people are not cool but I don't know for me as soon as I wake up like I'm up like I'm, I'm just kind of ready to go like that's where the most energy in me is so right. I kind of work as much as possible and then by like noon two o'clock I'll probably eat again 
maybe go to the gym, get a little active, wake myself up again, and then come back and honestly just do it all over again. Sometimes I, I sew like the entire 12 hours of the day. Dang. Yeah, it, it doesn't really bother you. me. Yeah. yeah. It, it, some people it's like, yo, I can never. I'm like, it doesn't really bother me. Like, cause like you kind of get to pick like how your day goes. So it's not like I'm like sitting there from like, you know, dust to dawn just sewing. Like in between, like I'll probably like stop to like tune into the podcast and be like, oh my God, he's talking facts right now. Or mm-hmm. somebody on me and like here we are cracking jokes or planning like the next move or something like that. Or like I said, I'll take a break, go to the gym and or probably make some food, like little stuff like that. So those little breaks in between being like they kind of like give me a chance to restart and then come back with all right, like I'm ready to go again. Okay. So how is it when like someone's like placing an order? Like is it made to order? Is it you already have things on stock? How does that process work? Yeah, everything, um, 90% of my brand is all made to order. Uh, I want to say t-shirts and hoodies, those are usually, um, you know, ready to be shipped out. But yeah, nine times out of 10, when it comes to my brand, yeah, everything's uh, made to order. Recently, I'm finally kind of breaking out of that, been finally got a hold of a manufacturer. So things have finally been, you know, getting out to the, to the customer a little bit quicker. But before mm-hmm. that, yeah, 100% order order to make process or you would order it, you know, I'd get the fabrics, I'd get the hardware, put everything together and then just ship it out from there. Okay. But how do you feel like it is with being with the manufacturer now? Because I've heard people like saying like, it could be so much easier. Some people have like, it's a lot of going back and forth between it. How is that situation for you? Um, First things first, I want to say within the fashion industry, there's always mistakes. There's always mistakes being done. So I feel mm-hmm. like if we can accept that in the beginning, things won't be as hard as like you think they will. Because it just always happens. Like it's just always, even if I'm the person that's making the garment, I've messed up numerous of times where I had to start over. So there's always going to be a mistake or miscommunication or something done incorrectly. But um. I want to say now it's finally going, it's definitely going better in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Definitely a stressful process. Finding people who can do what understanding, like not every manufacturer can do every single design. Like you can't go, you can't go a a manufacturer to get silk dresses made and think that that same person that made silk dresses can, you know, then make sneakers or varsity jackets. Like you might get lucky, Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna work out that um definitely took you know a trial and error of like figuring out what they can do, understanding like what what they can get their hands on and stuff like that. But once you finally find that good manufacturer, oh yeah, it's definitely sailing from there. Like it's definitely smooth sailing. Like it makes it so much easier because now I can work on like five designs at once. And even those five designs don't need to be all within one manufacturer. Like I can have one manufacturer working on these two garments. And then this manufacturer can work on those two garments while I'm home working on another two designs or then like, cause you know, as a creative or as a designer, like no matter what you do, I feel like creatives are always like forced to take on more than one role. Like whether you're a rapper, like you have to be the rapper, you have to spoil well, some of these rappers, you have to be the rapper, the producer, the marketer, you know, the you're, actor you're in the videos and stuff. It's like, yeah. yeah. Forced to take on like multiple roles. So I feel like uh-huh. now like, it kind of puts less weight on me and like when I would have to 
make the garment, market it, find a model, come up with a look. Now it gives me a chance to actually focus on those items, focus on those tasks that I probably slacked on a little bit or probably didn't get a chance to like give as much detail and thought into it as much as I did with the actual garment itself. I feel that even with like my podcast now, it's like, I enjoy it. But when it comes to social media, I'm just like, I do not want to do this social media stuff. Like I just need to outsource and find somebody else to do it for me. So I can focus on my own personal content. (laughs) No, seriously, because like, you know, you love what you do. Like this is fun Mm -hmm. to you. It's not really a job. But then once it comes in, like once those other factors take into play, that's when it's for like the job, like that marketing and social media like that's when you're sitting there this low-key feels like a job (laughs) yes yes Uh, I feel that I want to go back when you're talking about manufacturers how do you find a manufacturer like for someone that's looking to start a business or get into clothing maybe they're making clothing but they want to get a manufacturer what does that process look like like do you hop online and just google it do you have to call people what does that look like Honestly, I think I made it a lot harder for myself than what it actually is. Like I, I did a lot of the Google searching. Mm-hmm. I did a Reddit searching. I did a lot of the Facebook groups and stuff like that. You'll find them. Trust me. You'll find them within all the stuff I just named. You'll mm-hmm. find them. You know, it's the grand question of who do I work with? Who do I use? Who do I know is going to actually bring my design to life? But yeah. if... um. If I had to give you like, you know, a direct place to go to, I would honestly say like Alibaba or AliExpress. Mm-hmm. You know, during my entire journey, people always like gave that option to me. And I feel like I always kind of like heard it, but pushed it to the back of my head. Like, oh man, like who wants to work with people in China? Like mm-hmm. bad quality, fast fashion and all this other stuff. But I get, I finally gave it a shot and believe it or not, the quality is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's it surpassed like everything I thought it was going to be um the manufacturers are really cool like I never met them but it's like it feels like we're friends like we talk about stuff sometimes that's not even about clothes like sometimes my manufacturer be like hey look at my nails today and I'm like oh my god it looks so nice and stuff oh like my that gosh. you know she'll tell me like hey look at my son's outfit like you know I feel like you build a real relationship with them where sometimes like you know they won't even charge you for that sample you know or mm-hmm. let's say samples done and like they're like you know what i'm gonna give you a discount on this one like but i like maybe i'm maybe i'm like kind of drifting off a little bit but i would say definitely go on alibaba and just like keep it as simple as possible like hey you want to make a sweater today search up sweater you want to make some shoes like search up nike high tops if you want to make something similar to a nike high top because at the end of the day like they'll usually have a plethora of like items to look at and you can just you know hey i like this item right here i don't specifically want this but i like this silhouette is there any chance that you know we can put my design on this or i can show you this and and it doesn't even have to just be that like you can just give them something completely different like you can say you know like i said before type in sweater and give them an entirely different sweater design and then you know from there they'll bring that design to life okay yeah it's actually not as complicated yeah definitely does not seem that hard it's like given what you just told us so when it comes to manufacturing is it expensive to do or is it like it's just worth it i think it depends on where you get it done 
I think China is the, usually the go-to because it's actually the cheapest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. When you're getting it, if you're getting it done, usually somewhere that like you know is in close proximity to where you live. Like let's say we live in New York or we live in LA. Yeah, those. When it comes to the fashion industry, the most expensive part of like the process is the sample itself. So mm-hmm. yeah, the sample. Depending on what you're making, yeah, it low key is a little pricey sometimes. Like sometimes it might even be like, for example, it might even be priced as something close to something that you probably buy retail in a store. So, yeah. you, so you, it might feel like you're personally buying this item from somebody when mm-hmm. really you like paying for it to be made. Yeah. But once you actually get the wholesale and stuff like that, that's when everything drops. But definitely a bit pricey at times. Okay. All right, so we are going to take a quick little break. All right, y'all, so we are back, back at it again with Adler here. We're talking about his brand, and he's definitely giving us the insight to it right now. So another question that I have for you is, if you could describe your brand, how would you describe it? Um, Honestly, I would describe it based off of, like, you know, the same way the people who inspire, like, my designs, I would say it's, like, streetwear meets high fashion, honestly. Like, I feel like, I feel like the two form their own relationship. Like, whether, mm-hmm. you know, where you can get, I don't know, like, where even just a streetwear item, like, something as basic as a hoodie, like, depending on how you put it together, can still be streetwear. Like, something as simple as me just going to the grocery store, or like you putting it together in a way where now like you you know you're ready to go to Soho or you're ready to go to Fashion Week or something like that. Like right. I don't. Know. No, that's yeah. a good way. I, I definitely love the like streetwear meets high fashion. Yeah. I love that whole genre of clothing. I guess. I think it's pretty. Nah, yeah. Give me both. All right. So being that like we're supposed to be heading towards like sustainable planet and things like that do you feel like that's incorporated into your brand like is that something you want to incorporate being sustainable and things like that oh definitely like I'm definitely trying to learn that now like especially with when it comes to fabrics I've been definitely trying to learn more about fabrics and stuff like that so that way like you know like especially you know based off of where we work and stuff like that seeing like garments from like 10 20 years ago like still be able to be worn like in 2020 like i'm definitely trying to like practice that art and trying to figure out how exactly like what fabrics can like you know maintain that that usage especially for that long so mm-hmm. definitely trying to practice that i mean as of right now i don't feel like i have that issue but i definitely could perfect that a little bit better true is there any like fabric that you prefer working with or that you really like working with honestly I wouldn't say there's a, a fabric that I prefer. Well, okay. Denim. First, I will say denim. I think that is my specialty. Like, jeans, pants, denim, like, or mm-hmm. let's say denim or even canvas. Like, those two fabrics right there, those, like, I'll always run to first. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I will say for some odd reason, I actually just noticed this about myself the other day. I guess I've grown, like, a love for fishnet. Like I noticed I've been using it way more than normal. And, Interesting. Yeah. I've been using it a lot, like a lot, a lot. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like you're definitely, I've been using it for almost, 
I've been using it for a full year now, like different colors, different variations. And I don't know, like, I didn't notice that at first, but yeah, definitely fishnet. It completely caught my eye. Okay, that's lit. Is there any that you hate working with? Like any fabrics that you like, you just don't like sewing it, but you'll do it if you have to, or you haven't really came across that yet? I want to say furs because you have to cut them in a weird way. Like they're just so fragile to cut. Like you mm. can't, you can't just lay fur out and cut it. Like I mean, you can, but then like it won't. the The hairs on it won't cut evenly. Like you'll be cutting into it because you know, like hairs, they don't just go straight up. They kind of lean yeah. over. But you'll mm. be cutting that. I found out that you're supposed to actually use a blade to kind of cut it evenly. Mm, that makes sense. I'm like, oh man, uh, <laughs> I don't like I don't like furs, but I'll use them because you know they 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 add, they add you know cool looks and stuff. But right, uh, I understand. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like there's any other brands out there that you are not necessarily competing with, but in a way like you guys are in the same like realm that are you know oh. like you could be put in the same category with. I would say my boy uh, AJ, he owns a brand called Exit 28. He actually just started, so he's kind of very, very new. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I kind of see myself in him so much. Like, you know, he does, oh. he, he heavily works on jeans and stuff like that. He's incredible with the distressing. I actually did a garment with him. Um, I made a I made a distressed puffer jacket. And although I'm good at distressing, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to leave that opportunity to him. So that way, not only he could perfect his craft a little bit, but honestly, just give him, I wanted to give him the chance to perfect his craft, add to his catalog and just, you know, build his brand awareness, really, because like, you know, people like me and him and just the underground streetwear community in general, were just so slept on. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I definitely feel like, yeah, like I wouldn't say I'm competing with him, but I definitely see like, we're definitely in the same boat, 100%. Do you have any like dream collaborations? Oh well, one of them is canceled, but to me, I don't consider it canceled. <laughs> it's gonna be done. What? What? It's gonna get done no matter what. I don't care. But yeah. definitely with Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. Um, again, RIP to him because oh, one way or another, I'm getting that collab. Like whether right. it's with whether it's with like a creative designer that's under him or whatever the case may be, I need to have that like I, I don't know I just need to have that and Murder Barato okay yeah and the ones that you that yeah, are like inspiration need that. like I know life will be complete once I get that like, mm-hmm. <laughs> are there any like other luxury designers that you're like damn like if you could collab with them that would be lit definitely Louis V but the new Louis V like the Louis V that like Virgil kind of rebirth I don't know yeah. I feel like they have more of a streetwear luxury, especially when they collaborated with Supreme too. I feel like mm-hmm. when they that collaboration with Supreme is when they kind of started to like embrace streetwear a little bit. Like, yeah. so I feel like I can definitely like you know when it comes to the logo, I definitely could do a, like some cool logo manipulations and stuff like that. Um, Louis V and I want to say what's another brand I'm really into? Um, maybe even Aleks. Because um, I think it's the hardware. Like, they have really cool hardware and stuff like that. I would love to kind of, like, I don't know, create. I never tapped into that. So I mm-hmm. feel like the challenge would be fun. Yeah, so for sure. Like my, 
like little hardware or buckle or something like that. Like that would be cool. That would be lit. You could do it. Just got manifested. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's a challenge. Right? I definitely, I'm definitely want to take it on. Okay, so where do you see your brand like within the next five years, if you could picture it? Honestly, in the next five years, I see myself finally getting that recognition. Yes. People finally knowing who I am, like having like, you know, a buzz for myself, you know, being able to throw shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Throwing events. And one thing I'm trying to work on now is like courses and classes and like stuff like where people get to learn from me firsthand. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yeah, that's definitely where I see myself. If not like, if not classes, you know, first person, something digital, like, you know, something through Zoom or even like something where like it's everything is like pre-recorded and, you know, you can learn step by step. Because I didn't, I didn't really have any of that stuff. Everything was just YouTube and like just trial and error. So I feel like if people mm-hmm. could learn firsthand, like, you know, let's say I'm providing you with all these different patterns in each video, like I, you know, each pattern I mean, there's a video to this and a video to that while also providing like places to find manufacturers or even providing like one or two three manufacturers to start off with like just mm-hmm. those like a little pack of yeah. just information and stuff like that so people can kind of learn you know a little quicker based you know from how I learned and stuff like that yeah for sure I definitely agree I feel like once you learn how to do something if you're looking to make money the best way is to like teach other people exactly right it'll definitely benefit all right um all right so I have some questions like regarding like the fashion industry and how do you feel like about the fashion industry today treating like being a black male in the fashion industry do you feel like there's any disadvantages to you do you feel like there's less opportunity do you have any feelings towards it well I would say for one it's kind of annoying within the fashion industry because I feel like they utilize a lot of cultures that people don't even do research on or even have any association to, mm-hmm. which is so backwards. And I've seen like, you know, like collections that resolved around like Rasta or like, you know, Jamaicans, but then like none yes. of them are Jamaican and stuff like that. Or like, you know, just cultural, cultural appropriation. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like using someone else's like religion just to make a dollar it's like why are you even doing that like yeah it's like at that point collab with that person then give him an opportunity to give him the voice you know we're like mm-hmm. now you guys are using each other's history to kind of like build a bigger one versus you just soaking up everything someone's been through and trying to sell it right back to him thinking that he's not gonna notice yeah. it's like i don't know it's like it's a little disrespectful in a way but um I- I definitely agree with that. Like, I feel like if you're going to do this, give the people their credit, their flowers, pay these people that you're trying to steal from, because that's essentially what it is. And it's like... Sorry to cut you off. I'll let you finish. No, I was just saying, um, like, you're just, like, not even giving them the opportunity, which is annoying. (laughs) No, seriously, especially the small designers, like the upcoming ones, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know about the rest of them, but I know for me, I always get stuck in a heart, like, you know, in a soft and a hard place because like you, like, I, like when I ask for advice, sometimes like I had people who are telling me like, you know, like you got to put, you got to put out work that is so incredible that they can't deny you. And then I have other people that are telling me like, you got to be consistent and not 
focus so much on putting your best work out there and just waiting until you kind of get that platform to then put your best work out there. And it's like, it's like, I don't want to put out something that I'm not passionate about, but then I don't want to overly be passionate about something. And it's like, back to what I said before, like, who made these rules and why are we following them? And right. it's like, that's like the frustrating part because it's just like, you know, you don't want to create something that you're not passionate about. It's like, mm-hmm. it gets, it gets tricky. And it's like, then it's like, you're, it's like you're either creating something that then becomes fast fashion because you're just only putting it out there just to be consistent. Or then you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into a design that is then going to get stolen from you. And then no. looked at as if you're the one copying them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a never ending game. And you're kind of just, it's like you're battling yourself. You're battling them, really. But then once the war is over, you're really left to just battle yourself and kind of figure out the next play. Yeah. I can understand how that could be, like, really difficult. Yeah. I can I even feel that sometimes with, like, podcast episodes. I'm just like, mm, I should wait. I should wait to, like, do yeah, this. You know? but, like, but it's like... I don't know. Sometimes it's like, you just got to go for it. Like there may never really be a right time and just like do whatever your intuition is telling you to do. Just go for it. Cause I feel that too. It's like, I, even with you and this like episode, I'm like, this would be a good visual episode, but it's like, I'm not necessarily making videos yet, but I don't yeah. want to like hold off and not do it. And like, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But there always be, I guess, more opportunities to like come back and I guess maybe look back yeah, and see course. how you evolved from it and stuff like that. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. So now let's talk about kind of like the unpopular opinion about pricing your garments when people think that you're overpricing it or that like you just crazy for charging $200 for a pair of jeans and people feel like they could have made that. How do you feel about that? What's your response to that? Well, you know, the first I have I have multiple responses, but the first one is the one that people hear all the time. Like, listen, like if you walk into Gucci or Louis Dior or whatever, mm-hmm. you pay them prices like it's like you pay for the toll, like it's a dollar or something. Like, yep. but then when it comes to you know the small brands and stuff like that, which is probably like let's say what ten or fifteen percent of what you were about to spend now all of a sudden it's too much or that's crazy that's overpriced that's like yo like first of all this this brand this uh, this big designer like all they did was draw the design send it to the manufacturer you know based on how big they are and how big of the audience they have the design themselves probably costed them like a dollar each you know very very dirt cheap Nine times out of ten, these big designers are still within the fast fashion industry, and you don't even realize it. So mm-hmm. now you're supporting something without even realizing what you're even supporting. And then it's just like you guys come to the small brand, and it's problem yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm being quite honest with you, too, some of my garments that I make, I actually don't make them to sell. Like, I kind of just make them really for both, A, because the idea came to my head, and when I first thought of it, it just appeared so challenging that, like, I felt like I had to see it through, and once seeing it through, it was like, okay, like, based off the feedback, like, people were interested in it, but to me, I was like, both 
how difficult it was to make one, I knew that it was not something that could be manufactured. So it was like, okay, you know what? I'm really making this so that way I can know mentally, like, okay, I was capable of doing this, testing my strengths, testing my abilities, mm-hmm. and, you know, building my catalog, showing to people like, hey, like, you know, I'm good at what I do, like, and I'm getting better each day. So yeah. then like from there, I'll post it like, hey, if you're interested in this, mm-hmm. I'm selling it. And nine times out of ten, it's like a one of one, especially with that. So it's like, okay, right. if you want to buy it, you can get one. But, you know, usually not like depending on the design, you can tell that I, I made it not really to sell. But usually mm-hmm. those items are the ones that still get bought. Like I remember even one time I had these jeans, the Megala jeans, and I had zero intentions of like, you know, getting a purchase from them. Like I already knew that they were going to be something that was going to be overly priced and based off the time that was put into them, the the cost of the resources that I needed to mm-hmm. get to make them. Like it just really was me trying to showcase that I'm more than what you've seen previously. Yeah. But then over time, someone actually bought them. I think I priced them at a thousand dollars and one day randomly like what? someone bought them yeah oh my really gosh that's so late i know you was happy as hell that yo, day that day <laughs> i realized like like yo you really can do what you want to do because mm-hmm. i had zero like like zero intentions of anybody buying them i didn't really care not everything i make is for the like purpose of making money it's really just more so like because i want the growth for myself or really just so that way like hey like you know this is what i made for myself but if you genuinely want it mm-hmm. you know I'm going to give you the opportunity to also get it instead of just kind of like honing it in myself. But I mean, uh, what's it called? Hosting, honing it for myself and shit like yeah. that. That's yeah. lit though. Like, ooh, a thousand dollars for some yeah. work that you did? Like, that's lit. But yeah. I'm pretty sure like yeah. it's well-deserved. And I've talked about this on a previous episode where people don't realize like the hard work that goes into uh-huh. making these designs. And when it comes to getting all the resources for it like especially when it comes to like manufacturing these big companies are producing thousands and thousands of thousands of garments so of course their cost is like each end of unit cost is going to be cheaper compared to someone that's only maybe getting 20 items made it's going to be charged at a higher price way higher price yeah they don't just like how you said earlier it's like you're essentially almost buying this for yourself, like as it were in a store to get that yeah. one sample. Yo, lit- literally. And it's like, bro, like, or to get like, you know, get those five orders in. It's like, okay, like you might, you know, sometimes we don't even make that much money off the garment compared mm-hmm. to like, like, you know, Louis Vuitton, they're making at least 99% profit off that one sale. Yeah. They probably made based off what they spent. Let's say they get a hundred items made. Based off what they spent, they probably got their money back off one piece. Like one garment alone got them all their money back. Like Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's just like what a lot of people fail to realize. And it's like, you know, it is some people out here that are slapping heads. Like, you know, it's, it's bad quality. But when you really look at these luxury brands, like coming from where we work at, we see some of these luxury brands be having trash material, like construction is just horrible, but Girl. yet it's priced times five. And it's like... There's <laughs> the name behind it. Like, it's... The pricing is just ridiculous. Like, like no sustainability, like... Mm-hmm. Terrible, and it's like wow, like 
And I, and I promise you, I guarantee you, these underground designers are giving you, like, nothing but quality. Why? Because they're hungry. Like, yeah. they, have something, they have something to prove. So it's like, they don't want to just give you, like, cool clothing because, like, okay, that's, you know, cool. Like, I have these cool pairs of jeans, but it's like, if those jeans rip in, like, a week, like, you think that person is really going to go ahead and tell his friend to go buy them? Yeah. No. He's gonna you know, put his all. He's gonna put his all into making sure you just got the best quality jeans because this is a a small business that really wants to be something. So he's mm-hmm. gonna get nothing but the best versus somebody who's a, you know, it's like it's like rappers. Like think about it. You know, I feel like rappers and I always tell myself like, well, I feel like designers are like the new rappers in a sense. You know, like we're like, well, not the new rappers, but the culture itself is the same. I feel like rapping and music let's say and mm-hmm. fashion like they, they they're cohesive so what i mean by that is like think of like a, a rapper like that you used to listen to when he was underground nobody was on him he was giving you bar after bar after bar like something mm-hmm. that just really made your mind like flip and then mm-hmm. now that they're on working with this person working with this label they're not giving you that because they're getting yeah. comfortable like they're not giving you those bars they're not giving you that same energy that they had when they were hungry Mm -hmm. and that's what these people are feeding into like the louis and like the chanel like you're not getting that same quality as someone who really really wants like you know like your support would yeah like i I like how you put that that was a really good perspective and yeah that was good i like that yeah like it's it's once they get comfortable, man, they don't. They just don't put the work into it no more. Because at the end of the day, they're just like, "Yo, someone's gonna eat it up." Yeah, they this- they got that status now. So yeah, like, don't need to. Yeah. So do you feel like now that? Mm, I want to ask them like about like the support. Do you feel like there's a lack of support coming from like the people that you're surrounded by, or just like your generation? Do you feel like there's lack of support, or do you wish there was like? more support or do you feel like you it's pretty good right now honestly i don't think it's i don't think it's bad i actually think it's pretty good um mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie I definitely want to give a little shout out to tiktok okay okay <laughs> that's definitely where things have been growing um i'm not gonna lie i hated on tiktok for a little bit especially at my age i feel like you know 24 using t- i mean not to say that there's not adults on there mm-hmm. but on tiktok everyone's just dancing you know yeah. dancing doing these you know crazy moves but Oh, I definitely feel like I've grown my support through TikTok, um, Instagram. I feel like recently people have actually started starting to show me like a little bit more of a respect on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the support is definitely growing. Had you asked me this maybe a, a month, a couple months back, maybe a year back, I would have told you like, yeah, uh, these people are sleeping on me. I still feel like they're sleeping on me, but hey, hey, yeah. it definitely grew. There, some of them are waking up. Yeah. Them, yeah. Some of them, Definitely, I guess we have to really utilize all our resources that we have and just stay with the age and like keep growing with it. Cause it's like, as much as you want to stay like stuck in one time, it's like time keeps going. So you won't have to either keep up or get left behind. No, seriously. And like to add to that, one thing I definitely want to say is closed mouths don't get fed. So whatever connection or resource you have, definitely utilize that because I think that was something that harmed me in the past that I've definitely finally overcome or utilized more is having a resource or connection and not really utilizing it as much as I know I should because of the fact that like, I guess pride and me feeling Mm -hmm. like 
I don't want this person to feel like I'm using them for the opportunity or for that when really like like I said earlier like just genuine connection like if you and this person have a genuine connection it should never be looked at as like I don't want this person to think I'm using them or I don't want this person to think that because they have this platform or status that like now that we're cool I need you to get me to that next step because naturally that person is going to want to get you to that next step anyway Mm -hmm. and or and if not like sometimes they're so focused on their stuff that they don't like they're not really necessarily focused on yours and it, it just might take like a you know a question or two like hey like you know I need help with this or hey I had this idea can you help me bring it to life to really just get you to that next step so mm-hmm. close mouths don't get fed if you know a stylist if you know a videographer or if you're friends with a celebrity or whatever the case may be like you know if the if the relationship is there just you know definitely utilize it like you yeah, know sure. don't I let agree. pride like I'm the same way. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. But I've realized yeah, I, now, like, I, you got to start speaking up because nobody else is going to speak up for you. They're not. Like, someone might be thinking exactly what you're thinking, but they're not going to act on it because they feel that you need to act on it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, that's- no, no one's going to be as passionate as you are about certain things. All right. So I want to play, like, a short little mini game. And it's like a this or that. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So skinny jeans or like a loose fitting jean or like a sag jean? If you would have asked me like during the new boys era, <laughs> I would have said skinny, but nah, it's definitely it's definitely like the baggy and sag jeans all the way. <laughs> okay, okay. Hoodies or crew necks? Oh, hoodies. <laughs> I hate <For> crew sure. <laughs> I think uh, I've like once in my entire life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your hoodies are fire though. I remember when you came in and you had your hoodie on. I was just like, damn, that shit fire. And then like a few weeks later I found out that was your shit. I was like, yeah. oh shit. Yes. <laughs> lit. Thank you so much. All right. A plain tee or a graphic tee? Plain tee or graphic tee. I'm not gonna lie. This one actually is hard. Um I'm gonna go with the plain tee. I ain't gonna lie. I like graphic tees, but sometimes I feel like you can style more with like graphic tees. I mean, with plain tees, because I don't know. Sometimes when you have an outfit and you're putting it together, and then like you really just need the shirt for the color. Like, let's mm-hmm. say you have like, a a zip down hoodie, and like you don't really want it closed. You just kind of want to open, like with like a nice like colored. Like, let's say the sh- the hoodie is gray with like an olive shirt under. Sometimes the graphic is like. Throws the whole shirt off. Mm-hmm. I read a blank shirt, honestly. Okay. Gives you like a solid foundation. Yeah. Or the graphic has to be on the back. Okay. All right. Is it harder designing women's clothes or men's? Um, damn, this is a great question because I just started with women's wear. I know, I'll- I know. <laughs> um um uh i want to say um men's i want to say it's low-key harder for men's and i'm gonna i want to say that because even though i you know my entire career i mainly designed for men's mm-hmm. i'm starting to realize with women you don't need much like first mm-hmm. of all yep like you know the shoulder can be out like yeah like when I look at women's clothes, it's like you don't really even you don't even need that much fabric nope. to make the garment. Like you don't even need 
much. And it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, you don't need much to make it. Like, even like, let's say bikinis, for example. Like, women love bikinis. Women love a two-piece set, whether it's like a biker set or a gym set or even just no. going to beach. Like, it doesn't require much where a guy, like, you know, he wants, like, the belt loop to be a certain way and the, mm-hmm. the cut to be a certain way and the detail to be a certain way. Women, it's like, listen, design nice, fits the body nice, mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, yeah. that's really about it. Like, everything else kind of, like, anything after the actual garment is really personal. Like, whether whatever shoes you wear or earrings or jewelry, like, mm-hmm. it's honest. I kind of it's a little weird because if I'm being honest with you, when I started my, my brand, it wasn't supposed to be men's at all. Really? I, yeah. When I first envisioned my brand, I 100, 100% wanted it to be women's, but I didn't know. I didn't know how to sew. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was making. So it's like, mm-hmm. how do I test these garments to know that they fit right or they sit right? Like mm-hmm. not a woman myself. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to cut this corner and start making menswear until I actually understand and then have to come back. But I think I got so lost in making menswear that I just completely forgot about it. But mm-hmm. I'm back, you know, like yeah. women, I'm, I'm, I'm showing y'all love. Like, honestly, don't be surprised if next 2022, it's just all women's wear. So. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because like, People always say like, oh, women's clothing is so cheap and like men's is so expensive. But like, I guess when you put it like that, like, yeah, women don't require much for their clothing. And with men, it's like, yeah, you need particular things. You have certain cuts, you need certain fabrics, like you need those durable fabrics. And it's like, yeah, I guess men's stuff is going to cost more because it takes more to make it. It takes way, way more. Like with women, like I wouldn't say women's clothing is cheap. I, I think it's because women, I think it's because people associate like, sheen and pretty little things like which is like i mean women do go to those sites a lot but i feel like you guys really go to those sites when it comes to like a quick outfit like you have a brunch that's coming up just there are pretty little things like you know yeah but i feel like those garments aren't really always as far off from like you know let's say you got a dress made by like you know chanel or something (laughs) like Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll nine times out of ten probably be using the same polyester but one will have like a polyester blend mm-hmm. while another one will probably solely use only that polyester which will be the higher quality like the higher grade but i know a lot of women's clothing like uses like stretchy fabrics in general so oh. yeah i wouldn't necessarily say it's all cheap but just depends on what you're looking for yep i agree i agree i definitely i like to use my stretchy fabrics when i was yeah. Back in my days, so it's just a lot easier. Yeah. It's like you could definitely make the mistakes, and it you it won't show at all. Like yeah, it just stretches. Exactly. Like even if it's something like that's too small, it's it's still gonna fit. Yep. Yep. All right. So we're gonna get ready to close it out. But before we go, I want to ask you, Adler, is there any advice that you have for someone that's looking to start a brand or getting into designing? Is there any advice you could give other people? Um, the advice that I would give to the people is honestly do as much research as possible because when it comes to this like industry, I notice a lot of people have no problem keeping resources to themselves. Like, mm-hmm. are you asking questions or trying to learn how to do this or do that? 
people will gatekeep like as if their life depends on it. So yeah. I would say like do as much research as possible. Like, you know, like do your research behind this, do your research behind that, get to understand the identity behind it, the history behind it. Um, and don't be afraid to fail because this whole, this, the whole process of like, honestly, just being a creative in general, like you're going to fail a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel, if you don't fail, you won't really learn. Like you won't learn like, okay, I wasn't supposed to do this, this way or that way. Or honestly, like this is easier to do to get to this step. So once you kind of appreciate the, like, honestly, you should even look at it sometimes where like, I'm not saying you should look at something like, yo, I want to fail. Like, but you should low key, like when you fail, you should kind of look at it as more of a positive thing than a negative thing. Like, okay. Like, because that failure just kind of gave you the clarity of like, what's not going to work. So then you can kind of avoid the situation because sometimes you don't fail until the second time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you do something the first time comes out completely perfect. You think you're ready to go. And now you kind of like get into the groove and you start failing and you don't know why. And it's like, you know, that failure kind of helps the next step. So definitely yeah, take in failures. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you want to let the people know where they can find you at, where they could purchase your items and all that good stuff, all the socials? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at stitch by stitch underscore. Um, you can also find me on Facebook under inmates apparel. And my website is also inmatesapparel.com. And yeah. Yes, well, thank you so much. I really appreciated this interview and it was such a great interview. Give us lots of good inside details. I feel like a lot of people don't know. So thank you so much, man. Honestly, I, I love the opportunity. This was definitely fun. Um, I definitely hope to be on here again in the future, especially For like sure. when you get the videos up and everything. So yeah. yeah fun. I like it's gonna be lit finding out like yeah. what all the stuff that you done created in the meantime it's gonna be yeah. lit. I feel like you're gonna be in a really really good place too so but then there'll be more women's wear too so yes 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 for the women you know I love ladies yeah <laughs> but all right y'all make sure y'all tune in and follow all the socials you already know at the unknown journey with jazz and I will see y'all in the next episode bye y'all y'all so that concludes today's episode i really hope you enjoyed it and i just want to give a big special shout out to adler for joining me on this podcast today and for just sharing all his knowledge and insight and just his experience as being a fashion designer so if that is something that you aspire to be make sure you go follow adler watch his journey gain some inspiration and yeah do all that good stuff so like i said make sure you follow on the socials at the unknown journey with jazz on instagram if you click the link in the bio you will have access to all my other platforms so yeah y'all make sure y'all tune in and i will catch y'all in next week's episode oh also y'all tonight well tonight is saturday but tonight i'm going to a podcast live show of poor mind so next episode i will speak about that experience so yeah i'm so excited and i can't wait to see y'all in the next episode